We are on Lamed Vavud Aleph, 36a, the second line. Yomar says, Kasha Dreviosi Ad Dreviosi. We have a contradiction between statements of Raviosi. You know, the Brisa, where Raviosi says that in the case of a doubt whether a person went to a mikvah or went to a kosher mikvah or not, then what he touches is Tameh, even though he only had Tomad Rabbanan on him. It's a Rabbanan. And Rav Yossi is Machmir. Whereas in the case of Eruv Tchumin, which is also Drabanan, and we have a Suffolk, whether it's a good Eruv, because the Truma of, with which the Eruv was made became Tameh, and we don't know when, Rav Yossi says it's Kasher. Mara answers, Rav Yossi is strict regarding Tuma because it has a precedent in the Torah, we should be strict even regarding Tumah Drabanan so that people do not become lax about Tumah Doraisa. Mara asks, Shabbat Nami Doraitahi. Shabbos is also Doraisa. Rashi says that the Gemara is asking, Rabbi Akiva says that Tchum Shabbos is Doraisa. The Gemara answers, Ksav Rabbi Yossi Tchum in Drabanan. Rabbi Yossi himself holds that Tchum is Drabanan. So that's why he is lenient regarding Erev Tchumin. Ve'ivaitema, or you could say, Hadidei Hadirabei. Our Mishnah, where Rabbi Yossi is lenient regarding Tchumin, is not his own opinion, it's his Rebbe's opinion. He himself would be Machmir. Dekanami, and you could infer this, Diktani, because it says in the Mishnah, Am Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi said, Av Tomus Heid Mishum Chamisha Zekinim, Shesafek Eruv Kasher, Shmamina, Rabbi Yossi said that Abtomus testified in the name of five Zakanim that a Suffolk Ayeruf is kasher. Rabbi Yossi is saying this in the name of Abtomus, and it's not his own opinion. Rava Amar, Rava says there's a different reason why Rabbi Yossi is strict by the case of the mikvah, where he may have gone to a kosher mikvah and he may not have, and is lenient regarding the case of Ayeruf. Because in the case of the mikvah, which may or may not have been kosher, we say the person has a chazaka, that he was tameh, and based on that presumption, we say he did not go to the mikvah, and he remains tameh. Whereas the truma had a presumption that it was tahar, and the presumption is that it should continue being tahar. Gemara asks Adaraba, Haved Mikvel Cheskato, why are you focusing on the Tuma on the Cheskas Tuma, the presumption of Tuma that the person had, focus on the presumption that the mikvah was once measured and was kosher, and therefore continues to be kosher until we know it's not kosher. Gemara answers Dad. It's talking about a mikvah that was never measured, and it never had a presumption of being a kosher mikvah. Tanya, Gemara says, we learned in Abraisa, Ketzad am Rabiosi Safek Eruv Kasher. Where did Rabiosi say that a doubtful Eruv is Kasher? A rave with Truma, if he made an Eruv with Truma, Safek Mivodium Nitmate, and we're in doubt whether it became Tame before Shabbat started, or Safek Mishachashechan Nitmate, or we're in doubt whether it became Tame after Shabbat started. Vechain Viperot, or he made an Eruv with fruits. 
to doubt whether the Truma and Maser were taken before Shabbos started, or Safek Mishachashichani Takno, or to doubt whether they were taken after Shabbos started, Safek Eruv Kasher. So that is a Safek Eruv which is Kasher. Aval, but Erev Truma, but if he made an Eruv with Truma, Safek Torah, Safek Tmeah, and we're in doubt whether this Truma was Tahar or Tameh, in other words, not like the first case where he made an Eruv with Truma that had a presumption of being Tahora, and at some point it became Tamea. In the second case, he made an Eruv with Truma that doesn't have any presumption. We don't even know if it's Tahora or Tamea. V'chein v'peirot, and similarly with fruits, Safek nitaknu, Safek lonitaknu. Not like the first case where he made an Eruv with fruits that definitely had Truma and Master taken, we just don't know when. In, in this case, he made an Eruv with fruits that may or may not have ever had Truma and Maser taken. Ein Safek Eruv Kasher. That is not a Safek Eruv which is Kasher, because in the in this second group of cases, there's no kind of presumption, no kind of Chazaka that we can hang our hats on to say that it should be a Kasher Eruv. Yuara asks, but even in the first set of cases, there seems to be a contradiction. Maishna Truma, Damar Hamed Truma Al Cheskata, in the first case where we had Truma that became Tamea, and we don't know when we say, let it keep its Chazaka, as a presumption that it remained Tahor long enough to become an Eruv. Ve'ema Torah, and say that it's Tahora. Perot, so fruits that were Tevel, and they had Truma and Maser taken, but we don't know when, whether it was before Shabbos or on Shabbos. Nami made Tevel al Cheskato. So let's say the Tevel keeps its presumption, and Tevel cannot be used for an Eruv, as we learned previously. The Emalodni Techno, and let's say that they did not have Maser taken, Truma and Maser taken before Shabbos, because that's the Chazaka, they were Tevel, and therefore the Eruv should not be good. So it seems to be a contradiction between the two parts of the first half of the Brisa. The Gemara says, Lo tema, don't say that it's a question of Tevel and a question when it be, when Truman Masa were taken. Indeed, in such a case, the Eruv would not be good. Elaema rather changed the Brisa to say, The case is where you had Chulin, whose, whose Truma and Maser were taken, and at some point, Truma fell in, and according to the opinion of Sumchus that we said before, you cannot make an Eruv for a Yisrael with Truma. So when Yisrael wants to make an Eruv with this Chulin, into which Truma fell in at some point, we don't know if the Truma fell in before Shabbos started or after Shabbos started. If it fell in before Shabbos started, Yisrael cannot make an Eruv with it, and if it fell in after Shabbos started, then Yisrael could have made an Eruv with it during Ben before the Truma fell in. In such a case, we follow the Chazaka that it was permitted to a Yisrael, and it, uh, and it is a kosher Eruv. That is one shot in Rashi. Rashi gives a second shot that it's not Truma that fell into Chulin, it's Tevel that fell into Chulin or Truma, in which case it would not be fit even for a Kohen if Tevel fell in. But in any event, the case is where it had a presumption of being usable 
before Shabbos, and at some point, either Truma or Tevel fell in, depending on which interpretation of Rashi you follow, and and then it no longer was fit, and the question is, when did it happen? In such a case, it's a Suffolk Eruv that Rabbi Yossi would say is good. Bar of Shmuel Bar of Yitzhak. Mark continues, Rav Shmuel Bar of Yitzhak asked the question from Rav Huna. He had two loaves of bread, of truma. One is tamea and not edible, because it's truma tamea. And one is tahora, and it is edible by a coin. And the owner of this bread, a coin, if according to Sumchos, or even a Yisrael, according to the Tanaim who argue with Sumchos, says, make me an Eruf with the Tahora loaf of bread, whichever it is. And they took both loaves of bread and put them out at the edge of the Tchum. Mahu, what's the halacha? Is it good or not? Gemara says, Tibai the Rabbi Meir, you could ask this question according to Rabbi Meir, Tibai the Rabbi Yossi, and you could ask it according to Rabbi Yossi. Tibai the Rabbi Meir, you could ask it according to Rabbi Meir, Ad kan lo Rabbi Meir hatam deleka tahora. In the case of Truma, which became Tamea, Rabbi Meir only said it's no good because there there is no Truma tahora at all. Haha, but here, Haika tahora, there is a tahora loaf, we just don't know which it is. Or even according to Rav Yossi, or even Rav Yossi, maybe he only said that Truma that became Tamea does not invalidate the Eruv, only because because if it was Tahar, in other words, it's a doubt when it became Tame, but if it was Tahar, he would know that this was his bread to eat. But here, here there are two loaves of bread. He doesn't know which one he could eat. So it's not a good Eruv. Amarlei, he answered him, Both according to Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, we need a Seuda, which is fit to eat before Shabbos. And there isn't, because he doesn't know if it is Tahora or Tameya. Ba'amine. Rava Mirav Nachman. Rava asked Rav Nachman, Kikar Zohayom Chol Lamachar Kodesh. If a person said this loaf of bread, which is Chulin, should remain Chulin today, and tomorrow on Shabbos should become Kodesh, Ramar Ervuli Bezet, and he said, Make an Eruv with it for me. Mahu, what's it in? Amarlei Eruvo Eruv. He told them it is a good Eruv. Hayom Kodesh Lamachar Chol. What if he said that today it should be hektish and tomorrow it should be whole, meaning tomorrow it should be redeemed on the money that's in my drawer. Of course, you can't handle it on Shabbos, but if the money is in the drawer and you say that bread should be redeemed for the money that's in my drawer, it would be redeemed. Vamar Ervuli Vazen, he said, make an eru for me with this bread. Mahu, what's it in? Amrlay, ain't ervo eruv. He told him it's not a good eruv. So if on Friday he took a loaf of bread, which is chulin, and said, tomorrow it should be Kodesh, and make an Eruv with me, form me with it, it's a good Eruv. And if he took a loaf of bread, which is Kodesh, and said, tomorrow it should be Chol, and make an Eruv for me with it, it's not a good Eruv. Rava asked him, Maishna, what's the difference? In both cases, it's a doubt, because the Eruv takes effect, Benash 
which is Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Lila. So they should either both be good or not both be good, because it's the same doubt. The Eruv has to take effect Benashmashos. We don't know whether Benashmashos is day or night. So in both cases, it's a suffix whether the bread was whole or not, because the bread changes status when Shabbos starts. Amrlei, Sir Nachman answered him, When you've eaten a kur, a measure of salt over it, then I will tell you. It was a way of putting him off to get him to think about the question. And Rav Nachman answered him, either then or later, If he said, today is chol, and today the bread is chol, and tomorrow it's kodesh. So right now the bread is chol. When Ben Ashrashos comes, the bread, which is supposed to become kodesh when Shabbos starts, does not become kodesh out of doubt. And the Erov can take effect during Ben Ashmashos when the bread is still chol. But Hayom Kodesh Lachar Chol, if he says it should be Kodesh today and tomorrow should be redeemed, when Ben Ashmashos comes, the Kedusha does not leave the bread out of Suffolk until it's definitely Shabbos. And therefore, during Ben Ashmashos, the bread is still Kadosh. Lopaka lekdushate mine, the kedusha doesn't leave it. It's non Learn in a Mishnah and Tvul Yom. Lagin Tvul Yom. If you have a container which is Tvul Yom that was taken to the mikvah today, and it will not become fully tahar until nightfall, you filled it from a barrel of maser, which is tevel, which has not had trumas maser taken from it. And you said, that this amount that's in here should be Trumas Maser at nightfall. Dvarav Kayamin, his words are fulfilled at the same moment of nightfall when the Kli becomes fully Tahar, the produce inside becomes Trumas Maser and it's Tahar because it's in a Tahar container. The Imamar Eruli but if he said, make an Eruv with this for me, Law Marklum, he has not said anything, it's not a good Eruv. Amarava, Rava said, Zotomeret, this teaches us that the Erov is acquired at the end of the day, at the beginning of because if you would say that the beginning of the day, meaning the end of Benashrashos, is when the Erov takes effect, then why did he say nothing? In other words, if the Eruv takes effect at Bein HaShmashos, at that moment the produce is still Tevel, and you cannot make an Eruv with Tevel. So that's understandable. But if the Eruv takes effect at the end of Bein HaShmashos, at that moment it's not Tevel anymore, and it should be a good Eruv. Why has he said nothing? Even if you say, that the Eruv takes effect at the beginning of the day, meaning the end of Ben nevertheless, it's not a good Eruv. Because to make an Eruv, you need food that was fit to eat before Ben before Shabbos started, and you don't have that here because it was Tevel. A person may make his Eruv conditionally, the Omer, and he says, 
if the goyim come from the east and I need to flee to the west, then my arrow should be to the west. In a marav, if the goyim come from the west, it will be the Mizrah, then my arrow will be to the east. If they come from both sides, then my arrow will be wherever I want. If they don't come from this side or from this side, they don't come at all, then I will be like my townspeople. That the case is that he put down two Arabin, one to the east and one to the west, and he says, if the invading army comes from the east and I need to escape to the west, then I want the Arab that I put down on the west before Shabbos to be the valid one, and then I can go in that direction. And if, I, if they come from the west, then I want the Arab that I put down on the other side to be the valid one, and I can go in that direction. Another case, he puts down an Arab on both sides, and he says, if the Talmud Chacham, for whom I want to go learn, comes from the east, it will be the Mizrah. Then my Arab should be in that direction where he's coming from, so I can go out to meet him. If he comes from the west, then my Arab should be to the west, so I can go out to meet him. If two Tamil Chachamim come, one from each direction, I can go there whichever one I want. If nobody comes, then I want to be like my townspeople and have 2,000 animals in each direction. Here, he's making the Arab towards the person that he wants to go meet. In the first case, he was making the Arab away from the person he wants to flee from. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, Im rabo, rabo. Rabbi Yudah says, if two Tamil Chachamim come from different directions, the Tanakh Kama said that he can go to whichever one he wants. Rabbi Yudah says, if one of them is his Rebbe, then the presumption is that the Erov on that side is the valid one. And he goes to his Rebbe. If both of them were his Rebbeim, then he can go to whichever side he wants. We are assuming that the Tanakhacham, or the invading army, has not yet come. It is currently 6,000, almost minus a little bit, away from the city. So the Rebbe will have, from where he is, he can go 2,000, almost, towards the city. And then this person wants to be able to make a, a to make an Arab come in so that he can go 4,000 Amos from the city and then he can meet the Rebbe. And the two Amos or so that will overlap, the Rebbe was a little less than 6,000 Amos away. That's the assumption. The Gemara says, When Rabbi Yitzchak came, he brought a Brisa that was the opposite of Kulamatnitin, of the whole Mishnah. That is, it said, that if the Chacham comes from the east, his Eruv is to the west. He's running away from the Chacham. And if the Goyim come from the east, his Eruv is to the east, towards the Goyim. So, Kasha Nochrim Anochrim, Kasha Chacham Achacham. We have a contradiction, both regarding Goyim against Goyim and Chacham against Chacham. Where it says, Nochrim Anochrim Lo Kasha, Ha. The paragavna ha b'mare goyim against goyim is not a contradiction. The case of the Mishnah where he wants to flee is talking about where a tax collector is coming and he wants to go away. And this is not talking about a lawful tax collector like the IRS, where halacha requires one to comply with all tax laws, but rather in those days. 
tax collectors could take whatever they want. The king would say, I need a million dollars this year for my taxes. If you collect more than that, you can keep it. And tax collectors would go out and apply all kinds of pressure to people and take as much as they want to enrich themselves. So that's what it's talking about. So if the tax collector is coming from the east, he wants to flee to the west. The Brysa, which says he wants to go towards the, the Goy, is the Mari Damata, the master of the city, meaning he's the leader. He has to go pay his respects to the Goy to lobby on behalf of the Jewish people. So he wants to go towards where the Goy is. Chacham Chacham Lokasha. And Chacham versus Chacham is not a Kasha. What the Mishnah said, he wants to go towards the Chacham, and the Brysa says he wants to go away from the Chacham. The Mishnah, which says he wants to go towards the Chacham, is talking about somebody who gives drushos for adults, and the person wants to go hear it. The one that says he wants to go away is talking about a Cheder Rebbe who comes to teach Aleph It doesn't mean that you want to run away from the guy who's teaching Aleph It's talking about where there are two Chachamim coming, one from the east, to give a drasha, and one from the west to teach alafes. So in that case, you want to go away from the one who's teaching alafes, so you can go hear the drasha from the other one. Rabbi Huda Omer, Im Mehem Rabo, Rabbi Huda says if one of them is his Rebbe, we presume that's the way he wants to go. And the Rabbanon argue, so they apparently say, we don't presume a person wants to go see his Rebbe. Why not? Sometimes a person wants to be with his colleagues more than he wants to be with his Rebbe. So we can't assume that just because his Rebbe is coming that he wants to go see his Rebbe. I'm a Rav. Rav says, Our Mishnah is not the Halacha because we have a Brisa of Ayo. Ayo is the name of a Chacham and he taught a Brisa which differs from our Mishnah and Rav favors that Brisa over our Mishnah. The Tani Ayo, the Ayo taught, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ein Adam Rabbi Huda says, a person may not make two conditions at once. Ela im He can say, if the Chacham comes from the east, my arrow will be to the east, and if, if the Chacham comes to the west, my arrow will be to the west, but he cannot say, if two Chachamim come, one from each side, my arrow will be wherever I want. But here and here he cannot. Why not? Because the Ein Brera, Rabbi Huda holds, Ein Brera, there's no Brera, Brera means it, it's the same root as borer, as selecting. The concept of brera is retroactive selection, that after something takes place, we say it was that way all along. We know that the Eruv has to take effect in Ashmashos. So when you set up your Eruv, and you don't know which way you want to go, you set up two Eruv in, and you don't know which way you want to go, the concept of brera says, once you make up your mind, it's as if, that's the one you were thinking of all along. Rabbi Huda holds Ein Brera, and therefore you cannot say, whichever way I want to go, I'll go. I'll set up two Erovin, and tomorrow I'll decide. Can't do that. Someone asks, Mizrach Marav Nami Ein Brera. Well, in that case, how does it work to say that if he comes from the east, I'll go to the east, I'll set up two Erovin, 
If he comes to the east, I'll, from the east, I'll go to the east. If he comes from the west, I'll go to the west. That's also Brera. It's not only when you say, whichever way I want to go, I'll go. But even if you say, I'll go the way he's coming, but you don't know which way he's coming. He still hasn't arrived. He's 6,000 miles away, and you don't know which way he'll come. And maybe he will decide not to come at all. He'll decide to stay where he is. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, The case is not like we've been saying, but rather the Chacham is already in the 4,000 Amos. You just don't know where he is, so it's not Brera. If you say, I'll go whichever way I want, that's Brera, because you're not saying, I'll go to where the Chacham is now. There are two Chachamim coming, and, and you're deciding tomorrow which one you want to go to. But if there's only one Chacham coming, and he's already there, you just don't know where he is. That's not Brera. That's just you found out something you didn't know before. Your choice was already effective at Banish Russia, so you just didn't know it. Umar asked, why are we pushing aside our Mishnah because of the Brisa of Ayo? Adarava, leita lita Ayo, vimumanitid. Let's push aside the price of Ayo because of our Mishnah. Where our answer is Los You wouldn't think that. Because we've heard in other places that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold a Brera. We have a Mishnah. To buy wine from Kutim. Rashi says this is before the Xero was made, not to buy wine from Kutim. You need to take from it. And you don't have a second container into which to put the truma and maser that you separate. You only have this one large barrel that is holding the wine. But you want to drink it. On there, you say, Two lugim from this barrel that I will separate should be truma. Ten that I will separate should be maser rishon. Nine should be Maser Sheni. Umechel, and then you redeem the Maser Sheni. Miyad, and you may drink immediately. Don't need to physically separate the Truman Maser. Divri Rabbi Meir. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon prohibit it. And they say, seemingly, that there is no Brera, that you can't retroactively designate something as truma. You're saying the two logium that I will separate, that I'll leave, in other words, I'm going to drink down almost to the bottom of this barrel, and whatever's at the bottom of the barrel will be truma and maser. That's brera. And Rabbi Huda says you can't do it. So we see that Rabbi Huda holds in brera. We'll stop there. Have a good day.